and welcome to this podcast series, This PhD Thinks, with me, Jovina Ang. I'm here to talk to the PhD community. Talking to these individuals have challenged me, made me think differently, and helped me grow as a leader and a person. And I hope you'll be able to take away a thing or two from the conversations with my guests. Really, what determines whether you can you can survive and uh, maybe succeed is whether you're persistent enough. Hello, everyone. My guest for this episode is John Yen. He is the co-founder and CEO of Inkno, a company he co-founded in 2015 to develop technologies for the future classroom, tools to help teachers interact better with students. John. Thank you so much for doing this for me. And I'm so looking forward to learning more about entrepreneurship. Hi, Jovina. It's my pleasure to join this podcast. How are you doing? Very, very good. But maybe we should start by me asking you, what does Inkno stand for? Because it's a very, very unusual name. All right. Uh, it's, it's not a real word, as you may guess. Yeah, so we combine two words uh, because we're a tech company. So we kind of combined ink, which is what teachers use a lot, all of us use, uh, but what we meant was digital inking. And we combined with another word, which is knowledge, combined together and we got Inkno. So we are a tech company serving teachers and students. And that's why um, we got this name. Yeah. Very interesting. How did you find the sweet spot in terms of building your company? Oh, I, I have I have been working in in uh, academic world for for quite a few years uh, in university. So I know a lot of educators. Of course, I know a lot of students as well. Yep. So I'm just I was very interested in changing the classroom dynamics. You know, a lot of people are doing uh, their effort to make meetings more engaging as well, including yep. yourself. Yep. Um, so I think I had that passion to make. Students love classroom more, and uh, this passion yeah, helped us last for a few years and, and did something really, uh, we think it's uh, of little help to them, uh, especially during COVID um, time. So that, that's the whole, I think, drive behind the, the startup that we're doing. Thank you for sharing that. Going from an academic to an entrepreneur is not an easy step. What went through your mind when you went from academia to entrepreneurship? Mm. Uh, it's interesting, actually. Uh, it wasn't my decision, initial decision, because, you know, academia is uh, it's a pretty stable um, direction, I would say. Uh, and if you stick to it, I mean, it's a good, uh, it's definitely a good career choice, right? Uh, but uh, uh, one classmate, I, I would say classmate, uh, intern that uh, worked with me, he started his, uh, his uh, company, and he told me a lot about, you know, working in a, in a startup, the, the challenges, the, the excitement. So I was inspired by, by him. And I said, okay, this, this is something I never experienced. Um, probably I can try this as well. Yeah, so, so inspired. It was a quick decision. Didn't think too much. Uh, but uh, I made the decision. That time I was young, right? Much younger than, than now. And I said, you know, uh, no, no harm. Just give it a try for a few years. But uh, that try was uh, pretty long. <laughs> it lasted until today. I like it. So I, I stayed as, uh, as an entrepreneur. 
Yeah. Wow. So what what's so exciting about being an entrepreneur? You can always learn new things, uh, new new challenges uh, that forced you forces you to, to to learn a lot. Uh, so I'm very curious about learning new things, and every time I learn something new or, or overcome a challenge, it, it feels really good. So it's rewarding itself. This journey itself is rewarding. Not to mention that um, if you can create a, a product, so we're a product company, so we create, create products, and uh, people love your product. They say good things about it. They they tell you how they benefited uh, in their um, in their work. In our case, it's teachers benefiting in teaching. Students are more engaged and they're more happy about about the classroom experience. So yeah, it feels really really great because that's something that you created, although it's a very very small thing, right? Um, yeah. But this kind of feeling is is uh, is something you can never feel uh, working in a corporate. Usually, it's, you're part of a big project, but uh, for for a startup, it's a small project, but you kind of initiated it and and then created it from scratch. So that right. really feels exciting. So what is one thing you've learned that has caused your excitement journey to be oh, so much better? Actually, you know, when doing startup, there are a lot of challenges, right? Yeah. Uh, and one thing I learned is this whole thing, because we have listened to so many success stories, but after experiencing seeing uh, all these, I definitely can conclude that it's not easy at all. In fact, it's very difficult. But uh, I think I learned one thing, which I, I think definitely is, is true as well, that if you don't give up, you have to stick to it. You have to find out what you're passionate about, not about uh, what, what you think people need. So if you don't have passion in what you're doing, um, even though everybody tells you this is opportunity, it won't last very long because it's not you want to pursue as a, as a passion, right? First, you're passionate about what you want to do and you have to stick to it for a long enough time. And after that, I think you will find a way out. I would say find, find a way to, to do this thing. So that's one thing. That is one thing I learned. And I know that's also uh, the top reason why a lot of startups uh, fail. Yes. Um, because, you know, uh, yeah, they, they realize that they did something wrong. But if you... Just hang on for for a longer time. Correct your mistakes. Pivot your direction. You will come back to the correct, uh, the right direction. But if you don't stick um, long enough, for whatever reason, uh, it's hard to succeed because it's difficult. Mm. Yeah, that's what I learned. If yeah, if you say there's one thing, that's definitely it. Right. Yeah. So when was that time that you felt that you have succeeded? Like how long did that take for you? We'll say about, yeah, one, two years ago. Yeah, when we were doing uh, Inkno, we created a few uh, products. Um, it was like, it was growing, but not uh, like scaling uh, in, a, in, a, in an exponential way. Um, and later I realized uh, this thing called product market fit. So if you don't reach a state where... Um, your customers really, they're, they're like, they want your service or they want your product. Um, up until then, you will be trying very hard to push your product to your, your potential users or the users that you think are potential users. And it's difficult. Yeah. So you have to um, really, it's like uh, working in a maze. You have to like find your way and until 
one point, you know that you're really helping people solve, solve problems. And that moment, it starts to pick up, uh, you know, you, you don't have to advertise, but people still come to you to find your solution, to use your solution. And then that's the, that's the tipping point, I would say. Right, right. So you started a company 2015 and you said this happened about two years ago. So it took about five years to find yeah, that ideal years. product fit. Do you think that's the yeah. experience for most uh, startups, John? I believe a lot of startups never, never reach product market fit. Mm. Yeah. Okay. So because to reach a product market fit, you, you have to have this, uh, ex, I mean, growth stage. You have to reach a growth stage. Uh, that means you really need to have your segment of users liking your product. And this segment should not be small. And you need to have a unique value proposition, which is so unique so that you can stand out among all the competitors. If you're doing something similar to other people, then this will be difficult to reach. Yeah. So I would say a lot of companies um, struggle to find this product market fit and until for a very long time, they, uh, they don't reach this stage, but it's okay still can survive, still can, can operate a company. It's just, uh, it's hard to uh, start to grow exponentially. Yeah. And for companies that manage to reach product market fit, I, I watched a uh, video uh, and this, this was by the CEO of ConvertKit, a marketing company. Uh, she says, uh, in average, right, uh, for a startup to reach 1 million ARR, it takes in average seven years. So it's not easy. In average, you need to take seven years. I think a lot of the time we're spending on finding out what works, what doesn't work, because there's no textbook, right? You have to experience, you have to yeah, reflect. Uh, so it takes time. So definitely, I think it's expected. Uh, we, we also hear success stories that, uh, that happen really, really quickly. I think that's a combination of different factors, like right. your experience in the, in the industry, your luck, opportunity, timing is correct. Yeah, yes. you have to get all things correct. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yes, indeed. In order to really quickly. Yeah. Right, right. So for you to get there in five years is a very short time because that's a head of entrepreneurs yeah, that I actually get there. Very short either. It, uh, it's, it's not easy also for us. I, I think we, we're also having a bit of luck, right. which is important. <laughs> of course, of yeah. course, of course. So... Yeah. Since you talked about luck, how do you create your luck? Because I've heard people say that you've got to create your luck. I think you can only be prepared for the luck mm -hmm. uh, to come. Luck means uh, opportunity. An opportunity can come to you. And if you're not prepared to, to get the opportunity, to seize the opportunity, you still can't uh, ride whatever luck that you have, right? Yes. So, uh, yeah, we can't control... Uh, when or what is the luck but we can con we only can control ourselves Correct. so from a startup startup or entrepreneur uh, perspective you have to know what you need to know mm -hmm. what you need to do what you need to learn and get yourself prepared it may be probably you have a good team uh, also uh, getting prepared for or should come and regardless of if uh, if or when the opportunity comes uh, you just do what you think is the right thing and you have to stick to it. Yes. And then when luck has come, 
hopefully you have everything ready to seize the opportunity. So why don't you take a moment to share with us a framework that you've relied on in building the startup? I have to be honest, there's no framework that I know uh, because, I mean, even, even, even if you do a PhD, there are textbooks, right? Uh, you do startup, there's also, start, uh, also textbooks and uh, courses that can teach you, but every case, every startup is so different and everybody's situation is also different. Maybe you are a rich kid, maybe you are not, maybe you have enough money, maybe you don't have any capital. So the way to run this startup is completely different, right, depending on the situation. So I would say it's, there's too many variables in order to, to give you a framework. Right. Um, so, yeah, I, I realized that you have to be really, really um, adapting, mm-hmm. like, COVID could come like out of nobody's expectation, right? It just comes and you have to, like our government react to it really, really um, quickly and uh, correctly. That's not easy, but how can you, how can you um, be able to, to deal with, let's say COVID? You have to uh, first expose yourself to it, uh, know about it, and then, Try different things. First, try different things. And you have to try it fast enough so you can fail enough, quickly enough. So once you fail, you know what doesn't work. And then you try something else, try something else until you find a way that works. So I think that if you call it a framework, I don't think it's a framework. It's just being adaptive. Uh, you, you want to try and fail quickly so that you can try more things in a, a same amount of time, right? If we just be slow and try things and for a while and then it doesn't work, try something else. I mean, time flies by really, really quickly. Maybe the opportunity is gone already. So try and fail quickly, pivot. I think that's that's the way it is, I think, I yep. believe. Yeah, mm. adaptive, pivoting, act quickly. Um, yeah, those be, are the key. Be agile. Be agile. Yeah, agile, yeah. agile, agile. Anything else you want to share in terms of your experience? Because um, a lot of people want to be entrepreneurs, but they don't know how to. I mean, they can, like you said, you can read all the textbooks in the world, but you still mm. got to do all this. But what other advice, uh, what other sort of suggestions do you have, John, in terms mm. of be- becoming a successful entrepreneur? I would say if you are interested in being an entrepreneur, uh, you should do it early because you can make more mistakes. Just now I said you need to make mistakes fast enough so that in the same amount of time you can do more things, right? Try more Mm -hmm. uh, directions and fail and find the correct one. Uh, Another thing that you can do this to lower your risk is is to start early. So if you start early, you have more time uh, than others to, Mm -hmm. to fail because yeah, really nobody can succeed this uh, in one go. It's so difficult. Uh, almost I, I, I talked to all entrepreneurs, nobody succeeded in one go. They always pivoted or changed their direction or maybe did another startup, second or third startup in order to success, to succeed. Right. So, so the more time you have, uh, the, 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 more tries that, the more tries you can have and right. more... Uh, possibly uh, you can you can succeed, I would say. To follow up on that, you know, in this world that's constantly changing, we're always looking for 
what else we need to do next. What's your thinking like in terms of like, you know, figuring out what's next for your company? Because you cannot stand still, like you said. For, for us, uh, because we already have uh, some user base and we, are, we have the data to tell us what to do and we, we are constantly engaging with uh, the active users. So, for example, we have a lot of meetings with them. Um, we have our colleagues based in different countries talk to the teachers and, and they will figure out what to do. Uh, of course, the users are very active as well. They tell us what we are not doing well. They tell us what to do. They tell us their suggestions, what we should do. And this has helped us a lot. In terms of big directions, like, you know, now everybody's talking about metaverse and all these kind of things, yes. AI, yeah. So I, I don't have much to say about that because uh, we need to find a context. Although these are buzzwords, they are, these are really the heat, uh, but if we cannot find a connection with what we are doing, then no point uh, doing these things. So it all comes from the basic, which is what do your users need? Yeah, so can you meet their uh, needs? Yeah, if you can meet their needs, yeah. no matter if it's like high tech or uh, simple solutions, people will like your product. I think that that's uh, essentially uh, what all ideas need to come from. Which is what you said earlier. So we're not chasing these. Uh, yeah, we're not chasing the trains. So, so John, is there one key takeaway you want to leave behind with the, with the listeners? Yeah, if we are talking to potential entrepreneurs, uh, I think, uh, as I said earlier, if you need to find uh, one thing that you are really passionate about and just imagine like, yeah, work on it like there's no way back. So, and work on it for long enough time, put in all your effort for long enough time, things will work out. Yeah, I, I met a lot of entrepreneurs who, uh, like me, are uh, facing a lot of challenges but really what determines whether you can, you can survive and uh, maybe succeed is whether you're persistent enough. Of course, learning is the key. You don't stop learning, but if you uh, lose your confidence or if not persistent enough, then you may be changing from A to B, B to C. And uh, in the end, you, you, you realize that if you stick to A, you'd have already done something. Yeah, so being persistent is, is key in here because it's like a journey without, without a finishing line, right? You don't know where is it. Yeah, maybe it's just your next step. Maybe it's really, really far away. Yeah, so you, you got to have some confidence, faith in yourself to do so first you've got to have passion, then you've got to have persistence. So there are really two Ps when it comes to successful entrepreneurship. Right. Thank you so much, John, for your time today and uh, really, really enjoyed our conversation. Thank you too. Thank you as well. Thank you everyone for tuning in. Till next time, this is Javina Ang on This PhD Things. Bye-bye now.